0: Welcome into Wildcat Country, your daily Kentucky podcast from SEC Country. I'm your host, Curtis Birch, joined today via telephonic connection with Joe Masado, SEC Country football beat writer. But Joe, you do so much more. Cover recruiting and basketball and football. Cover the mock drafts which are very important at this time. And you just do all kinds of great stuff, Joe. Well, thank you, Curtis. <laughs> We're
1: referring this podcast off on a very kind note. I think you do um, a lot of good work as well.
0: All right, well then let's take it down and just crush the fans' dreams. On a scale of one to ten, how mad should UK fans be at Kyle Tucker for raising their hopes that Kevin Knox could come back for a sef- sophomore season?
1: I think it's zero. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my guy Kyle. I mean, like, here's the deal with those things. Like, if you act like we're all trying to get access like that. We're all trying to talk to people in these guys' circles who are going to make the decision, and it's irresponsible not to write that stuff when you hear it. Now, I think every Kentucky fan, I think Kyle, when he wrote that stuff, knew Kevin Knox Sr. might not exactly be telling the truth, and um, perhaps it really was a close decision. Perhaps Kevin was actually very, very torn. Um, But at the same time, I mean... I, I don't know. There was there was a lot of politicking going on. It seemed like with the Knox family and maybe endearing themselves to UK fans a little bit more by making it seem like it was close, um, even if it might not have been. So I mean, College had to had to write what what he was told.
0: Well, I mean, I think it was closer than maybe some other people across the country because at least he waited a day and <laughs> spoke it over with you know family and people. At the program and as opposed to, you know, and I'm not I'm not like knocking these people, but didn't DeAndre Ayton like declare right after the game, heck, you don't even have to go, you know, to another school. Boom Williams declared for the NFL draft right after the bowl game. You and I were both there, even though we couldn't right. understand him because we were like, Wait, what happened? Um, but anyway. Um, so I mean, I, I, I think, you know, maybe some of it there was probably a decision to be made and I don't think Kevin Knox Sr. Any, any, ever said anything crazy to get people's hopes up too much? Maybe beside the fact about the little national championship um, anecdote that he talked about, how Kevin wanted a national championship. That was probably the only thing that I think maybe not like stepped over a line necessarily or anything because, you know, I don't think anybody like did anything wrong. But other than that, he was just said the whole time that family was going to talk and, The family was going to decide. And I thought, Joe, the most interesting part was what he relayed to Kyle about the pitch that John Calipari made. Because often people talk about how Calipari pushes these guys out the door. And yet again, um, a report came out today or yesterday or one of the days. Someone interviewed Bam Adebayo and Adebayo said that Calipari ripped up his scholarship. Joe and I'm going to get back to that in a second, but like on a fact factual basis, if a coach rips up a scholarship, does that mean it's void? <laughs>
1: I don't think I don't think so. I think it's more symbolic than anything, probably.
0: Okay, I I, I figured as well, but I, I I'm not <laughs> a lawyer.
1: It's like if you rip up your diploma after you graduate or something. I mean, that doesn't mean you didn't graduate.
0: Okay, I, I figured as much. But it, uh, either way, um, <laughs> so people, some people who love to kind of talk about, you know, Calipari just wants these guys to go to the NBA, which I, I don't necessarily understand. There's a counterpoint to that now, and it basically is, well, listen to what Calipari said to Kevin Knox, who is going to be a lottery pick if you go by all the mocks, right? I mean, the, I looked yeah. at your story, and he was like – in the tens to 15, somewhere in there, right?
1: Yeah, everybody has them 10 to 15, which 14 is at the tail end of the lottery. So, I mean, he's right kind of in the thick of that.
0: So, the, I mean, that that kind of, I, I hopefully kind of ends that thought process about people, uh, Calipari pushing, quote unquote, pushing guys out the door, which is just silly. I think he'd. I think what he does is he has real life conversations with people about their situations and Bam Adebayo, I mean there are many stories written about him and the fact that, you know, he came from humble beginnings and his mom was working at like a grocery store and was walking, didn't have a car, all these things. So to try to compare Bam Adebayo and Kevin Knox's situation, I think it's kind of ridiculous and I think uh Calipari understands that I don't know if some people can understand that and it seems like Calipari is willing to kind of ask a guy to come back, say, hey, this is what would happen if you come back, as opposed to just saying you're a lottery pick, go. Yeah,
1: I think there's uh, three things at work, kind of, there that made Knox a different person than maybe some of the other one and dunks that that Cal quote-unquote pushed out. I mean, he's not pushing anyone out, but, like, he should be encouraging these guys um, to go to the NBA when they're going to be projected lottery picks. One, as he touched on in the at the end there, and Kevin Knox's father told Kyle this, that they were in a fine place financially. I mean, that wasn't going to factor into the decision. So, one, that was one way he could come back because money didn't appear to be that big of an issue. Second, Knox, I think, is the second or one of the youngest guys that would have been in this draft. And Cal Perry probably a dozen times this year reminded us that he was the youngest. Uh, player in the country he was not but he was likely among the youngest in the country um and then third I I think a big point and I don't think this was part of Calipari's pitch but I think it could have been is that next year's draft is substantially weaker than this year's draft and a 13th or 14th pick might be a fifth or sixth pick next year um, because after R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish there's a pretty steep drop off I, I'm not saying this. It, it, uh, a lot of people smarter than I am, NBA draft experts, scouts, um, are saying that about next year's draft. So I think all of those together kind of made the case and made it more believable that Knox could come back. I mean, obviously he didn't, but but I think you could make a legit case that it was probably close.
0: Yeah, and now, of course, we move on uh, to Diallo and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, P.J. Washington, obviously, has declared for the NBA draft but has not hired an agent so he can come back. I think people – I try to remind people of that every time I mention that because for whatever reason, every once in a while you'll see a comment about someone saying, what does P.J. Washington think he's going to do in the NBA? Well, he hasn't for sure gone yet. He just is testing things out, so everybody needs to calm down. And there's a lot of decisions to still be made, Joe. So, I mean, obviously we'll be watching it uh, going forward, but – I understand everything. I understand like if you just look at it kind of sensibly and take a step back, and even if you take a like a step back, like further from this month when Kevin Knox signed or picked Kentucky on on Derby Day a year ago. Well, not even a year ago at this point. Everybody immediately thought he was do- one and done, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm remembering that correctly, aren't I? Oh well, yeah, for sure. So I. I mean listen, uh, f- we're going to talk a little football here in a bit, but Brad White tried to warn us about this. We're missing the trees or we're missing the forest because we're staring at some trees, man. How only you could
1: connect to Brad White and Kevin
0: Knock. It all connects. It all connects in this world, Joe. Everything <laughs> connects and links up. So I think um we'll just I'll just make uninformed decisions or uh predictions based off of logic I think PJ Washington comes back I think Jared Vanderbilt I wonder I honestly do wonder if Jared Vanderbilt will test and get feedback if he's because I wonder how his health is if he'll be able to do all those things he will be at 100% to get to go through all these things because if he's not healthy I don't even know if going and testing the waters would help I guess maybe just talking to people would would be helpful but I'd probably predict him putting his name in the NBA draft, uh, whatever you call that, you know, list, and not not hiring agent. I think Diallo and Gilgis Alexander will both hire agents and go pro. Is that what you're kind of? We're just basing this off logic, Joe. We don't have any sources. We're not. We're not Kyle Tucker.
1: Yeah, we leave that to Kyle. No, I, I agree with you there. I think. I think Diallo is. Well, I think Shea and Diallo are for sure gone. Diallo came really close, by all indications, last year, and in hindsight probably should have gone because he would have been a first-round pick more than likely, um, and more than likely won't be this year, still could be. And then Shea is, is uh, like you said, we all thought Knox would be a one-and-done. Nobody thought Shea Gilgis-Alexander would be a one-and-done, and now he's almost past Knox as far as his projections. Um, a lot of people have him kind of in that same, you know, 10 to 15 range, but those guys could be almost back to back near the end of the lottery. So, um, and then, yeah, Vanderbilt, like, I don't know how to assess him because, on one hand, NBA teams and front offices would probably like to see him play a full, healthy season before they want to take a chance on him. But if you're Vanderbilt and a little concerned about your health, like, do you go now to to not even show that you might not be uh, fully healthy? I I don't know. I think health for him is going to play a huge factor into it. I mean, if he's healthy the whole season, if he's putting up that crazy rebound rate, and his offensive game just shows an ounce of promise, uh, it seems like he'd be a guy that's going to be playing in the NBA if he could stay healthy.
0: All right. um, Moving forward, I, Joe, I'm ready to call up the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and tell them to get... Tyler Heroes bust or picture, oh, whatever. God. They, just get it ready, because listen, man, I saw like four internet clips and watched a portion of the second half of the of the Jordan Brand Classic. He was pretty good. He was impressive.
1: You know, I, I proposed. Uh, I was talking to to Ben Roberts the Herald Leader uh, about this, the McDonald's All American Game. Basically, I want to all of us from events. Really tweet out and cut up the dunks and the swishes from three, um, you know, crazy dribbling moves. I'm I'm just going to only tweet horrible plays from players and bricks and missed dunks and everything because it's so not indic- indicative of who they are. But, but I'm not uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just that actually to get would that be out like,
0: I, you know, I'm I'm thinking in my head like social media. You know, you tweet out the awesome dunks to get the retweets and stuff from the people who follow you, but in if you like we're at a, an event with like a Louisville player and obviously mostly Kentucky fans <laughs> follow you Joe and you just tweet right. out all this Louisville players like missed miss shots and things or flip side it It's be more popular. Yeah, 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 or just or you can flip side it and I mean just miss layups and just hashtag it with whatever Louisville's hashtag is. I think I think it's Mac Attack since they got the new coach. That's what I'm going to go with. It's a pretty good one. Um but and then it'll it'll get gain some influence that way. You're, you might be honest. I might just steal this idea from you, Joe. Uh, no, I'm I'm uh, for everybody
1: doing it because uh, I don't think we're presenting the most accurate uh, <laughs> shots of everybody. I'm not saying don't tweet out the good plays, but you know there I, there's like a graveyard of like four and a half second video clips on my phone of like Kelvin Johnson or quickly or EJ McDonnelly like missing stuff at the mcdonald's all-american game that'll never see the light of day so maybe i should just push all of those out at some point
0: you need to get the uh the yakety sacks <laughs> <laughs> drop that bed and just <laughs> have like four minutes of yeah. <laughs> missing all these shots yeah. yeah welcome to the new freshman bbn <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right joe um There's something else I wanted to talk about, but until I can figure out what that was, remember what that was. um, What did you learn from Friday's football availability that was supposed to be on Saturday, but they moved up the scrimmage because it was going to snow, and it didn't snow a ton, but I guess I still understand them getting it in when the weather was good.
1: Yeah, it was like it was funny because Mark Suits came to the podium last week. He loved how the defense did. And this week, he was really pissed off because any time the defense does poorly, that means Mark Stoops has a bad day, so he wasn't feeling great. And it was just, you know, you you probably remember um, last week's podcast and story about Adrian Middleton saying they kicked ass, uh, they kicked the offensive ass, and then this year, not this year, this week, it's the opposite. Benny Snell was like, they did horrible, I hope they never play like that again, so it was just like a lot of trash talk, but coming from the opposite direction. So defense was the first scrimmage offense won um, on Friday, and now it kind of sets up to the spring game this Friday to be like winner-take-all as far as if the offense or defense plays better. And we should see some um, first team against first team, which we don't usually see in the blue-white game.
0: Now, did you see Adrian Middleton's tweet, though? I did not. Oh my gosh, Joe, I'm going to break this news. De- oh, this is going to be fun. Okay. So, wow. um, you, you were like what you just described that story. Uh, you, you, I mean, you wrote it up for SEC Country, but Jen Smith of the Herald Leader uh, wrote it that way. And that was quote tweeted by Adrian Middleton, who basically said, No, you know, this happens when coach makes us start over after getting a bunch of three and outs. So he basically <laughs> said the defense actually won.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I trust Adrian Melton, unless, not saying he's not a trust, trustworthy person, but Mark Stoops be really, really concerned with his defense. So unless they were all just putting on a show to make the offense looks better, which is could happen, happened, um, but I don't. I don't know about that. I, I guess none of us know because we've only seen them um for one practice so maybe the spring game whatever happens in the spring game it's everyone's going to run in one direction of what looks good um so i'm super excited for that
0: yeah whichever quarterback has the better game people are going to be like how could you not start gunner hope yeah exactly or, how could you not start terry wilson did you not see that 50 yard run from terry wilson duh like he would yeah. he would just like latch onto that yep um, all right, let's do this, Joe. Let's, let's get to know it. Joe and get Joe's thoughts on the Masters today.
1: Oh no! If I sounded like angsty about a lot of things, it's because Patrick Reed just won the Masters. And apologies to all the Patrick Reed fans. Sorry if I'm stealing a question, Curtis. But apologies to the Patrick Reed fans. I'm not a huge Patrick Reed fan, but anyway.
0: Yeah, you're you're angry. So, do you like Ricky Fowler, or I mean?
1: What, well it, I, I were you just Yeah, I like I like Ricky. I'm a like, like Rory McIlroy, too I was pulling for and then if not, um I was pulling for Spieth to make the part on eighteen to put some pressure on Patrick Reed, but I was basically going in the any one but Patrick Reed direction, but I guess it's on the US open now for here and hoping uh he doesn't make a major number two.
0: What if what if he goes to for the the Grand Slam in one one golf season? Is that possible? Is this the first? Ma- is the Masters the first major? This is how much I know about golf.
1: Yes, it is the first okay. major.
0: So, you're an- so right, your, right your your team, goes. your team, like I saw. You see this during the NCAA tournament a ton. When someone's team gets eliminated, they they go to hashtag anybody but like. You know, a lot of times right. in baseball, you'll go anybody but the Yankees, anybody but Duke. You're anybody but Patrick Reed. Right.
1: Yeah. No, you you said it. So, but I will say, had a great uh, Sunday just watching the Masters, and uh, it doesn't get much better than that. So, so yeah, there's a there's that.
0: Is Tiger back? <laughs> I don't ever know how to answer that.
1: Like he is. He did indeed return to Augusta National, but um, I, I don't know. Kyle and I are going to have to talk about this. I, I'm uh, still on the Tiger one, ever win the tournament again, but he has. He looked okay this week. I mean, he looked really good in weeks past, but yeah, it, it was. I'll tell you what, it was definitely fun to watch the Masters with, with Tiger back.
0: How are you at golf? I'm pretty bad. What is the lowest you've ever shot on 18 holes. I don't know
1: if I want to get into that. I
0: don't <laughs> so I played some
1: uh played some in college, but don't really play now. I uh I would be Let's just say if I went out to to any course, I would probably not break 100 right now.
0: What is the farthest you've ever driven a golf ball?
1: I don't know the answer to that, Curtis.
0: Can you get it? Can it go farther than two fifty?
1: Um, probably not. No. Okay. You're um, just exposing. I'm not, I'm not a good golfer just because Patrick Reed won. You're trying to make me feel bad about it or something.
0: No, I'm not. I'm just genuinely curious, Joe. I'm always curious because no, sometimes I don't, I don't have people who I, love I golf. I can't uh, hit it that far. People who love golf either go like one or two ways. Either they always want to talk about their golf game or they never want to talk about it you're obviously you don't want to talk about it at all you just enjoy watching golf some people who right. love watching golf will be like oh yeah and then they'll tell you this tale about how they chipped out of a bunker one time when they were playing Valhalla and you know if if they hadn't rolled their ankle in this US Open qualifier they <laughs> might have been playing one year you know how those things go yeah I know how it
1: goes but uh, golf is like baseball and basketball and football to me in, in that I am terrible at playing any of these sports, but I do love to watch them.
0: There you go. See? That's what, that's what, that's what I was getting at. Um, I'm trying to think of any other news because we are in the off season right now. I guess UK baseball won their series against South Carolina to get back on the good side of stuff after beating Louisville this week. Uh, UK gymnastics is in the national final, semifinal thing which I didn't even understand until today. Joe, did you know that in the semifinal, there are 12 teams for the women's gymnastics?
1: I, I did not know that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I did see a video of the gymnastics team getting welcomed back from the airport
0: last night. So I guess
1: hats off to them.
0: First ever national semifinal. For the gymnastics team, and um, sec isn't a football conference, it's a gymnastics conference because they have six of the 12 teams in the finals of the NCAA tournament. Gymnastics, Joe, it just means more. You got to say that a little bit softer, and you gotta like, I don't, yeah, obviously, we're not on camera, we're speaking into phones and microphones, but like. Like look away and do a little like kind of head turn like she does in the in the video.
1: <laughs> How do you know I didn't do a little head turn when I just said that?
0: Well, you didn't say it softly. Did you do a head turn?
1: <laughs> well, I have to. I have to say it loud enough for for the phone and for the equipment to pick up. So, but yeah, I said it as softly as I could, and I did do a little head turn with it.
0: Hopefully, Kyle Tucker returns onto this podcast this week. He is currently in New Orleans in a bachelor party. So I Living don't know, it bro. Up. It might be you for the duration. He's probably
1: just uh, avoiding every, all, all of his Twitter mentions about him lying to UK fans about Kevin Knox. That's right. He probably, that was probably just his getaway plan.
0: Hey, yeah, that's smart. It's actually he probably did plan it this way, just so he could get out of it when he knew decisions were going to be made. He just left this with you, even though I think he still was in town when it happened. No, yeah, he
1: wasn't actually. He so he wrote the story. He, he had he had two versions ready. So I guess somewhere in the in the in the dark corners of the web is a Kevin Knox returns to Kentucky story that will never through the light of day and uh he said hey i'm gonna be in new orleans but i wrote this so you just publish whichever decision he did so i was just kind of waiting around on friday with those two stories up ready to publish one so it's, his name is on it but he was probably in some new orleans bar at the time of the decision
0: well there was reports on the internet because many people who follow very closely noticed that kevin knox video was shot inside the craft center And Knox was back in Tampa with family making this decision, and there were reports on the internet that there were actually two videos shot, one saying he was going and one saying he was staying. I cannot confirm those reports, but I will say this, Joe... Can you imagine, and this goes for you as well, like, in your situation, if you accidentally published the wrong story or wrong video somehow, if you just hit click, like, hit publish on the wrong <laughs> on the wrong draft, what kind of chaos you could have created?
1: I guess you should have, like, well, yeah, I'm trying to get I mean, he did it from his Twitter account, so they kind of screwed him over on that. But, yeah, that would have been... Very embarrassing. I would love to know the the behind-the-scenes story of how that, how those announcement videos go down, and like if he indeed did shoot two of those, which would really tell you how close it did come. Like if he, before he went home, if he had one, if he had both of them ready to go, that that that'd be interesting. And also, like probably, I, I would not say too many people. Um, around the UK program knew about those videos because I, I think they would be terrified of a leak.
0: Yeah, that would be bad. But were you just suggesting that UK should have like sent out the video of him saying <laughs> yeah. the, the hypothetical video that we don't know exactly exists that he said he's coming back and just like then like put it on him to say, "Oh wait, no, that's not right." <laughs> yeah, I did in fact say that.
1: I, I'm not encouraging it, and I think it would be the horrible thing to do. But it would create quite the conundrum. It's like, hey, Kevin, sorry, we actually pushed the one that you said you are encouraging, and now it's up to you to either come back and stand by the video or uh, or look like the bad guy. <laughs> I'd be really bad doing PR, but uh, well, that I would mean- be fun.
0: You'd be either really bad or really great at it because you'd have a <laughs> a contender for for player of the year coming back unless he you know went back against the little video that he put out. That would be that would be interesting, Joe. Yeah,
1: my my thing about the video is like I wanted to fast forward to it till the actual decision because I like everyone you know want to get the news out there. So thinking like the thirty five second mark or even after that, so uh, a lot of a lot of suspense built into that.
0: Hey. It's all about kind of builds up tension and those kinds of things.' That's they need why to the, drop horror, the hammer. That's why the horror drama is coming back majorly right now in cinema.
1: That's another great connection. that's a, that's a Brad White Kevin Knox type of connection.
0: I can connect lots of things to other things. sometimes <laughs> they don't make sense, but It works. All right, Joe, do you want to con- – I guess I'll just bring this podcast down and make everybody sad. Are you okay with this? Yeah,
1: I'm okay
0: with it. All right, I'll just make the announcement. This will be the last week of this podcast that's being discontinued. Um, Joe didn't do anything illegal. It's nothing like that. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, uh, the corporate – I was told the corporate structure decided to retool some things, and they're not going to continue with the SEC podcast – Thanks, everybody, for being a part of it. we still got four more to go, so keep on listening, Um, but just wanted to let everybody know first that listen to the podcast, then we'll we'll make some, I'll make some further announcements probably later this week, but be sure to be keeping on following Joe and Kyle after these podcasts in, and I don't know, maybe there'll still be something, I'm not sure, but I won't be in the mix, but it's okay, Joe, because as I texted you and Kyle in our little group message when I try to agree one of you to agree to come on the podcast hold on i don't even remember the 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 terrible quote oh here (laughs) don't be sad it's over be happy because it happened
1: yeah that was the cheesiest uh, quote you could send but uh no in all seriousness thank you curtis it's been uh a lot of fun you did a great job and thanks to all of you i really felt like we were you know having a lot of fun especially near the end and during the tournament time it was a lot of fun interacting with several of you and we just really appreciate you all listening and, and following along it was a lot of fun
0: so but yeah as i mentioned we still got four more so just keep on listening um follow joe on twitter at joe underscore Masado two s's two t's follow me on twitter at curtis birch b-u-r-c-h and follow at kyle tucker underscore sec one more time you've been listening to wildcat country we'll talk to you soon